in order to make good business and, and grow it, I need people around me and I actually need better people around me than I am myself. And I, I've been successful in, in recruiting uh, good people around me and, and we have a great management team that are taking the responsibility of, of their jobs. They're supporting me. They are, you know, discussing with me. They are questioning me. And that is something that I need to do uh, to be a good leader in, in this kind of firm. That's my guest on today's show, Marku Simelvovo. Marku is the president and CEO at Papala Nevenpat, one of the largest IP firms in Finland. We discuss Marku's introduction to the IP industry and joining Papala Nevenpat, recruited by founder Antti Papala. Marco also talks about a new innovation that he's been working on involving AI and IP processes. I'm your host, Justin Simpson. I'm an Australian patent attorney and founder of Bill Trader. Welcome to Talking IP, a podcast for IP professionals featuring conversations that take you inside the professional lives and careers of global IP leaders and entrepreneurs. I hope you enjoy the show. Marco Simelvo, welcome to Talking IP. Thank you very much, Justin, taking me here. I appreciate it a lot. Uh, it's good to see you. Are you in uh, Helsinki today? Yes, I am. In a sunny Helsinki, actually. In sunny Helsinki. So spring is coming. Uh, spring is here uh, and you got some sun out. That's lovely. Yes, very much so. Yes. Now, uh, now you're getting to start to be an old man like me, uh, having been in the IP profession for uh, nearly 30 years. And uh, uh, I, I believe you you finished university. You did a master's in electronics at uh, Tampere University. Uh, and then you went straight to work in IP. Tell me about your first job in IP and uh, what attracted you to the IP profession? Well, I think everything happened just by accident in the first place. I was just uh, finishing my my master thesis in the university and and, uh, and our firm had a, an open position for a patent attorney trainee. And um, I applied for that uh, mainly because uh, at that time we had, uh, and we still have actually an office in Tampere where where I was studying, and I thought that I could get a, a nice job in 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 my my city, my hometown. Then and uh, well, uh, it uh, happened to be in Helsinki anyway, and and I, I got the place. I had to move to Helsinki, and and I first started with uh, kind of like drafting um, office action responses and and training patent attorney. Thirty years ago, it was very much different. I mean, the training position than it is nowadays, where we have a structured uh, pro- program for, for training young students and, uh, and, and trainees, you know, just jumped in and, and started working. And, and my first things were uh, indeed uh, real cases with uh, with office actions. And uh, pretty soon I actually started also drafting patent applications, simple simple ones but still uh, and also utility utility model applications so I, I i thought it was very interesting in the first place and i really liked it the, from the very beginning and uh, i realized that this is very much for me i know uh, no my early training was very primitive uh, my first boss uh, just handed me a pile of files and said read those and uh, figure it out for yourself <laughs> it's pretty much the same i, I would say yes <laughs> Your new staff have a much better uh, organization and training now. So was that at Papula Nevenpad or was that a different firm that you started with? No, no, it was at Papula Nevenpad and, and Mr. Papula, um, the founder of the firm himself, uh, recruited me. So what was Mr. Papula like? So he was the founder of the firm and what's the, what's the obviously that's his surname, but was there a Mr. Nevenpat that was a, a co-founder or what's uh, or does Nevenpat mean something? What's the, what's the behind the name? 
he kind of like um, did things a little bit differently than than usually in in patent profession here in Finland, and he didn't cope very well, uh, to be honest, with the with the with the profession. And uh, but you know, at, at some point of time, he went in 1989. He went to Leningrad to Soviet Union. And realized that there is no, you know, privately owned IP law firm in 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 that country, and and he decided to establish one, and and and, and that is Nevinpat, and and the name comes from uh, Nevsky International Patent Office, which was the uh, kind of like proposal of the of the uh, partners in, in 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 Soviet Union, but he didn't accept that because it was too long. And and so that that it was you know shortened to to be Nevinpat, so that that where it comes from. Uh, he made a very good decision there. Having a short firm name is always a, a good thing and pronounceable by the rest of the world. Exactly. There's a lot of Chinese firms these days that are changing their names to uh, uh, to smaller. We have a, a good friend at uh, AFD China, which was really Angjin Fonda, which uh, only I can <laughs> yes. pronounce. And that's probably yeah. wrong. <laughs> True. Anyway, you're, you're, you're now the president and CEO of Popolo Nevin Pat, been there for well, it must be more than uh, 21 years. Uh, uh, it must be close to 30 years. What was the firm like when you started and how has it changed over the, over the last 30 years? 30 years. If, you, you know, if you're talking about my, my, my very first day in the office, I, I think I was the 17th employee of of, um, of, uh, of the firm and uh, we were a small firm, a few patent attorneys. But then Mr. Papula uh, got the Parkinson's disease diagnosis and, and uh, he had to leave the business in 2000. And, and that was kind of a turning point in the firm, uh, I believe, because uh, then the, I wouldn't say dictator, but, you know, very, very independent uh, CEO left the uh, daily business. And, uh, uh, and, 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 you know, we had to take the business, you know, who were there at that time. And we had to think about it in, in a new way and how to, you know, create the structures and, and um, uh, organization and, and keep trust to people. And, you know, it was very different. And, and of course, in the beginning, I was always thinking, I, I was nominated as a CEO 2002, and I was thinking always that what would Mr. Popular do at this, this point? <laughs> what would, how would he handle this this problem and, 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 and so on? But then um, after a couple of years, I realized that I need to do it in my way and in our way. And, and that, that changed also. I think our company development and, and develop, uh, you know, uh, things how, how we were, were doing everything. And that was actually that was the time we met first time. I, I think very much you and me. I mean, I think yes, we we met on. I think it was a conference. Might have been in Singapore actually. Uh, I, I remember. And it was in Orlando. I, I remember it very well. It was in Orlando. Yeah, I was there Orlando, with Heidi. Florida. Heidi, yes. Yeah. Yes. Heidi Mikola, and uh, I, I told her that now I I I go and talk to this guy. I I I knew you from somewhere, and and, and then I came to you and and, and introduced myself and. Uh, I think we'd met before I started Inovia, or was called PCD Filer in those days. I think I, I saw, well, that's the guy who works for Nokia. Nokia's got a lot of patents. So I need to be friends with that guy. And we then became uh, more natural friends. And actually, uh, I mean, on that topic, uh, around about that time, you uh, approached me. You'd seen that uh, PCD Filer was underway, and we were doing some patent filings around the world. And uh, you approached me and said, well, why don't we uh, why don't we do uh, European validation uh, together? So we had that, that joint uh, venture for a while. Was it EP? filer we called it mm -hmm. it was yeah so how did you well what inspired you to come up with that idea and why did you uh, approach me to to develop that uh, further 
first thing was that I was really believing in in that idea because as I think I explained you already then that you know EP validation is a little different than and than the local phase of the PCT application because uh, the local phase of the PCT application it's a real patent application that needs to be prosecuted all the way to the issuance of the of the patent but EP validation is already a granted patent that needs only to be validated, only to be translated at that time, you know, the claims and spe- specification, translate it and then file it into the patent office. And that's it. So there is no need to be kind of like prosecution team or, or you know, specialists and, and things like that. So I, I believed it that it is easier to sell to the companies uh, with the price proposal, with a good price proposal. And I, I approached you because I think you had a great idea of, of PCT filer at that time and, and you had the organization already. And I thought that it is a perfect uh, add-on product to your PCT filer uh, product. And that's why, uh, because we thought also that it was not quite our business, you know, that, you know, if we do that, we will compete, or at least people think that we will compete uh, with our um, colleagues in, in Europe. And the colleagues in Europe are important to us because we had the Russian business. If we wouldn't have had the, yes, the Russian business, then it would have it would have maybe been the different case. Okay, well, that that sounded like I guess the the perfect marriage. You needed to keep the uh, the professional work going in the main firm, and I guess we'll call it the commoditized source. Uh, I think I did tell you at the time uh, that uh, I thought it was a better idea than uh, EP filer is a better that. idea than PCG yeah. filer. Uh, and for that reason, you, you said the, the challenge we had with PCG Filer was everyone wanted to use their own agents for the prosecution, but in the EP Filer, there was no uh, prosecution, uh, which was good. So we then needed to uh, sell uh, sell the EP validation. And I think I stole your employee, uh, Mari, who's now my wife, yes, you uh, off you. So it's amazing that we're still friends. I've stolen your uh, best employee and uh, <laughs> we're still good friends. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I'm not sure how that happened, but uh, thank you for uh, that idea. I think we we didn't end up uh, going all the way together, but uh, you were certainly an investor in uh, PCD Filer, uh, and you're even an investor in Bill Trader now. So uh, we've been uh, good friends and partners for for many years. Sure. Let's talk a little bit more about your other innovations. You came to me with EP validation. I've seen some posting about something called tagling uh, and something about artificial intelligence uh, that you've been working on for a few years. What's that all about? Well, tackling is a product what we, what we have created uh, during the past seven years, I would say. And everything, um, uh, I think, started already in 2012, uh, I would say pretty much when we started to eliminate our um, paper uh, paper processes or, or you know, processes which are on paper. So we started to digitalize or our paper paperwork that we had in, in all the paper files that we had in, in the firm at that time. Also, at that time, we, we changed our... Um, internal um, process organization structure so that it uh, it was kind of like separated from our um, patent attorneys you know in a way so that we had after that we had patent attorney department and then we had process department and they were headed by different different persons i think that that is very much similar to many other ip law firms as well but you know that what we did uh, in our firm at that time and that uh, created a huge process development and and we wanted to be um, very very um, uh, much responding the client's specific needs as you know there are many different needs from the client side 
Some of them want to have the office action immediately when it is issued or, you know, with no comments. And then after two weeks with the comments and, you know, many different things. And and we wanted to uh, answer to those needs uh, as much as possible. But then, then at some point of time, we realized that uh, the, the IP management systems, IP MSEs, uh, as, as we call them, uh, were kind of like uh, legacy ones and, and not very, very well uh, built uh, on different kind of needs. And, and, and it, it became kind of like impossible to, to control everything with those systems. And then we were talking with Timu, uh, our CDO, who is in charge of this whole project. Could we use more uh, uh you know sophisticated software for uh, for doing all this process management and 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 then we made uh some uh, little uh, uh proof of concept programs like three or four different kind of things that we were thinking that you know that could work and uh, at that time the ai was also kind of like uh, raising its head in, in at least in finland very much and uh we we, we made a little ai project also to understand if it's possible to read uh the natural language with AI, and, and we realized that this must be working. And then we started in 2016, we started to uh, to develop uh, our processes at the same time, but also the software. And the software is based on, on AI nowadays, and, and with that AI, we recognize all the um, uh, communication that comes into our firm. We classify, we collect all the information, all the docketing information from it, and, and we docket everything automatically at the moment. And then, uh, you know, with process management uh, and control software, we create all the, you know, uh, uh, letter templates uh, for the patent attorneys just to add the subject matter of, of the letter, and everything goes, like, automatically. Only the IP... Uh, uh, administrators, as we call them nowadays, they only kind of like confirm what the manual, what the, um, uh, what the machine propose, proposes, and that they only control check the correspondence and, and check that everything is understood correctly in the in the machine and, and check and, and and put it forward. So that is tackling. So it's kind of like process automation tool. Specifically for a patent attorney firm. So, so let's run through an example, exactly. perhaps. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, an email comes in uh, reporting an office action from an America, setting a three-month deadline to respond. Your system will read all that and put a draft version of the the date in the system, which someone then needs to confirm. Is that the general idea? It is. Yes, indeed. That's a uh, that's a lot of lot of sophistication in there. That's uh, to to get that right. And uh, and then uh, let's say a, a response or a, let's say forwarding the letter, forwarding that office action onto the client. You said the specific ones. Would it identify who the client was and then uh, suggest a template that the uh, the the patent attorney then has a look at? Yes, actually, and it is not taking the te- or collecting the template from uh, you know pile of templates, but it creates the template itself. Okay. It, it, it is based on the domain-specific language that we have created also at the same time so that you can program a, a workflow for each and every case, specifically depending on, on the on the uh, on the case itself and, and the client and, and the country and you know whatever parameters you may have in 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 incoming incoming uh, correspondence and and that is um, something very different that you don't need to uh, uh, have like 500 different letter templates but to just have the process flow that is pre-programmed uh, kind of like told to the machine that you know if this comes then happens this and this 
So that's what, what we do. And you can, you know, tailor made this software to any process you may have. But of course, uh, at the same time, when you're tailor-mating this, this software to your processes, it makes sense to also to develop your processes as uh, as well, mm. to stream, streamline them and, and, you know, make it easier. So this sounds like a, a great tool that you got for your, your back-end processes, your admin staff, let's call them. What impact do you think it has had sort of in terms of efficiency on, on your team? Well, uh, uh, we, we took this into full use in our patent department uh, last May, mid-May. And uh, in the beginning, of course, it, it didn't make any more efficiency. It was vice versa, of course, because we were using our Patravin software in parallel to that. So we first two weeks, we put everything to both systems. So it, it was very complicated uh, situation. But then uh, when, you know, when, when the learning curve has, has gone forward and, and people have learned to use it, we have learned to use it. You know, we, we know much more about it now. We have more uh, data. Our AI system is even more accurate at the moment. Uh, impacts of, of, uh, to the IP application efficiency are huge. Uh, I, I, I can say that it's about 50% more efficient or time savings are 50% compared to the previous one but wow. that's we can see it yes we can see that easily because you know our uh, backlog is close to zero at the moment it takes you know before it took like 20 days for email an email or or any any communication coming into our system before it was going forward from 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 the you know uh, task list and now it takes just one day it goes in the same day you know and and that means of course that you know there is this huge efficiency step. Of course, there are correspondence. Uh, there is some correspondence that takes more time, and 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 and, and there are exceptions. Exactly, of course, always. And there are exceptions that the machine doesn't understand, that doesn't recognize what is this, and then it goes to our manual process. But it is maybe five percent of everything. I've built a few software systems in my time, and that sounds like a very successful uh, end result. So it's uh, currently integrated in your firm with. Patrowin, I think you introduced me to Matt's Polkander, who uh, started mm-hmm. that firm. Yeah. He's now part of the, the Clarivate uh, group. Yeah. Is it something that can be adapted to other systems? Is it something? Uh, what's the future in terms of your next development now that it's working well within your firm? Are you are you going to start a new company or what's happening? Actually, it's not integrated into Patrowin at all. So it's totally separate from Patrowin. So it's our independent IP management system or IP process management system, I would say. And uh, the future plans are, are that we have already established uh, a firm uh, where the uh, whole uh, project will be transferred. Uh, we have agreements how to transfer it. And, and so it's it's going on. And, and, and in the future, we, we want to have a, a second installation. The first installation is now here at Papula. And the second one will be, I don't know where, but it will be somewhere. And, and we are um, at a point, I would say, where we are almost ready to install it somewhere else as well the only thing is that we don't have the trademark part ready yet at here uh, here in Papua, and we want to to make it first because most of the firms i think want to change the whole system then when they, they don't want to do the same what we have that we have still buttering for our trademarks and, and tackling only for, for patents but of course we wanted to do, to do this to, to, to get this system into into use and to get more experience and, and data data is very important actually also you know I guess that's the principle of artificial intelligence. The more data you have, the more accurate the suggestions are. 
Yes, correct. So I'm uh, I'm, I'm thinking I, I want to I want this system for my own company for for Bill Trader. We get a lot of emails. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're just doing payments back and forth, but a lot of them are quite simple in terms of uh, exactly. what needs to be done mm-hmm. or not done. Is it something that uh, could be adapted to my business? Of course. You know, you know, it, it, it's only a question of your your current database uh, migration to the our system that takes some time. You know, because we need to uh, always transfer the original data to our uh, data structure. But at the same time, we can create the processes and and you know create the um, uh, process control uh, commands or or programs so that it works for you uh, or, or any other IP law firm. So it's quite easy, I think, in a way. On the other hand, it takes some time because we need to understand the current processes. We need to understand the current structure of the data and and, and everything. But we have done it a few times now. We did it here in Papua. We have done. Uh, we have transferred from our system in Protect to Patravin, from Patravin to tackling and, and those, those are some good uh, tests uh protects a pretty old system and not easy to yeah. export data so uh no well I, I put my hand up if you're looking for a new uh, uh guinea pig uh down the track i'll Thank you. happily yeah. uh, happily test it out uh and uh, let me know if there's an investment opportunity because it sounds like a, a great sure. uh, great future sure a few years ago we were talking about a, a trademark uh, innovation that you were doing is this the same product or is there a it is it is actually the same it is the same product yes and and that's what we have done uh, we haven't done anything else for trademarks at the moment but it's it's this one and, and uh, why I talked about this to you relating to trademarks I ended, uh, I think that it it works very well also for trademarks because there is lots of also lots of you know kind of like formal communication in trademarks power applications and uh, you know, so many, I wouldn't say easy or simple, but, you know, straightforward correspondence mm. in, in trademarks. I, I have the same view, a little bit like uh, if you could do things right with PCT filer, EP filer was easy. I think if you got it right with patents, trademarks is less complicated generally. Exactly like that, yes. Yeah. People should watch out for Tagling. Is that the name? T-A-G-L-I-N-G uh, in the yes, months and years to come? Yes, it is. Uh, that'll be exciting. Uh, uh, certainly, uh, when you when you get to the point of uh, having having a few other clients, we'll have another chat and see uh, see how things are going. Sure. Let's step back again uh, and have a, have a chat. Are you, even from the first, when you started uh, uh, started your role at Papal and Evanpat, there was a presence in in Russia way back then, uh, 1989, 1994. Russia was opening up. What was the what was the reason for having a office in Russia and an office in Finland? What was the benefit that you were offering to clients there? Uh, I think in the first place, the benefit was that you know because there was. Uh, no other Western company working in 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 Russia when or in Soviet Union when it collapsed. Uh, I think uh, we we provided a way for Western companies to uh, re-register their current IP rights, which were enforced in Soviet Union. And uh, when Mr. Papula told me that you know we had a huge amount of orders coming, just flowing. You know, all day long, you know, twenty four seven, because you know, from the different time zones, and and so that they even couldn't handle almost everything because it it was so huge impact uh, what we had after the Soviet Union collapsed. And um, I think uh, his vision was that he would provide a uh, high quality IP service in Soviet Union in the very first time, but then. It happened that Soviet Union collapsed, and it that created uh, 50 new countries actually, where you needed, where you had to re-register your IP rights that were before forced in Soviet Union, covering the whole area. 
but now you had 15 new new states and uh, that created a totally new situation for for our firm and and that was not expected you know, nobody could you know think about that in 19 uh, early 1989 that in two years time there would be you know yes it was in the, it was in the right place at the right time exactly <laughs> and uh, in those early years having established the infrastructure and i guess the trust that Papua and Evanpat was a reliable firm the work flowed yeah yeah. So uh, you and I, when we we met up a few years ago, we went for a weekend uh, in uh, St. Petersburg. We had a very good time. Uh, we may have had a little bit too much to drink, but uh, it was a it was a very very enjoyable weekend. Uh, and but uh, things have changed in the in the last uh, year or so with the uh, Ukrainian uh, conflict situation. And I wanted to get uh, get your your perspective on how that's affected your your business. In the first place, when I saw I was actually in Lapland just by myself, cross-country skiing and, and working remotely, of course, uh, Ukrainian, situa- Ukrainian situation was very much uh, worrying us at that time. Still is. But, you know, now I think the things are a little different. They are safe and uh, I think they are safe. The only information I have is that they are, at the moment, they are safe and, and good. But then um, the clients didn't uh, leave the country. The IP situation is still uh, very, uh, if you can say or use the term positive uh, in a way that, you know, uh, Russia hasn't uh, destroyed their current IP system. And I think that is mainly because they still need uh, the Asian countries and they want to uh, give the Asian countries a proper market in terms of IPs and everything. Chinese are very active in, in Russia at the moment. Chinese companies file I think even more than than before the war and uh, the India India is the same uh, filing there and is active there. So that's why Russia needs to keep the system up and working and and reliable. And uh, there are also Western companies that uh, even if they have left the country, they still keep their IP rights in force and and want to prosecute. And they still seem uh, seem to have some hope for for future markets in in Russia. So uh, and also. Um, as a Western company in Finland, we have had a, a good position with the money transfers and things like that. So it didn't affect that much that, than we first thought. I think we have survived so far. It's probably uh, settled down a bit since the beginning and the shock. And I know from my business, we, we do have money moving all around the world. Mm. And the, uh, mm. the sanctions against uh, Russia did not apply to IP. There's exceptions for intellectual property. I guess probably Coca-Cola still wants to have their brand protected in uh, that. I want Pepsi to sell uh, Coca-Cola brand yes. stuff in in, uh, in Russia. So it sounds like there's a bit of a, be- a balance. You were shocked at the situation. You were concerned about your own staff in uh, Ukraine. And I guess uh, touch and feel and see how the client's we're going. Obviously, Finland shares a 1,500-kilometer border with Russia and uh, uh, hasn't had uh, a, a great history over the many years. There have been uh, conflicts and certainly some of Finland's greatest uh, military victories are holding off the large uh, Russian hordes. So there was a decision from a political sense to to move into NATO. Is that a decision you supported? Was that, is that you, you're happy with that to change in the political landscape? I am, yes, totally. I'm from the side that, you know, from that 30 percent people that, that wanted to join NATO already before the war became, uh, you know, many, many years ago. Uh, but it was so, you know, that uh, uh, before the war, 30 percent of people were supporting NATO, but they didn't want to say it aloud. 70 percent were, were totally against. And now it's vice versa. 
30% maybe a little less even uh, are against NATO, but they don't want to say it aloud. And 70-80% are supporting NATO and they say it aloud. So we are very happy to be part of NATO at the moment. It gives us so strong support. Of course, there are some uh, things that maybe are, are not so good if, if NATO and, and Russia will have a war. We are in immediately part of it because of member of NATO. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that the uh, safety reasons uh, that uh, and the safety that NATO gives us is 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 the more much more important than anything else. It's a big change uh, in the whole uh, landscape. We've uh, on a small scale. So my, my son is of the, the the son of a Finnish lady. You're our ex employee, uh, and if he wants to keep his Finnish citizenship, he has to do six months of military service, mm. sometime between eighteen and twenty seven. And prior to the Ukrainian war, we were all in favour of that. He can go and run around in the in the in the bush, no, in the, the forest, bush, yes. uh, and uh, and uh, uh, learn some Finnish and have a good time. Now, if he did that, then he could get conscripted if there was a war. So we're we're a bit uh, wondering about that. I guess uh, uh, your your son's a bit older, uh, Bruno. Uh, are you worried about his his position if a, if a war were to come? Well, of course, yes and no. But you know, that's the thing again that I cannot affect very much. It only happens if it happens, and. Uh, I hope and I think that there will be not that such kind of a war during my my lifetime. But, you know, you never know. I guess that's part of the NATO strength. What is it? You uh, yes, yes. The best way to have peace is to prepare for war, and if you have a big team behind you, then it's less likely to happen. So I'm, that's a, that's a good position. Let's uh, let's shift to the future now. So uh, I know uh, l- last time we met in Finland, you were like uh, 20 kilos skinnier than what I'd seen you on the previous because you're uh, doing a bit of marathon running. Uh, are you still uh, getting out and, and running the marathons? I'm actually, yes. And uh, yes, I am. And, and I actually have done also three full distance Ironman uh, so far. Now, remind me of what an Ironman is. That's like a that's like a marathon plus. What, what's the what's that involved there? It's 3.8 kilometers swimming 180k biking and then marathon oh my goodness and you've done three of those yes and, and my goal actually is to do one in in ocean area like in australia or new zealand and then one still one in asia because i have done one in in africa south africa one in europe in finland and one in in arizona in the u.s so the americas is done uh asia asia and 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 oceania is still missing so Maybe we see in Australia in terms of, of Ironman. If, if you come, I'm not going to promise to run beside you, but I'll drive beside you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With the loudspeaker. Good. Yes, good. Good to know. Actually, uh, uh, we're we're hoping to visit. Uh, actually, going to be in Helsinki in uh, June, July. So we'll, we'll oh, send great. you the dates, and we'll we'll make sure, sure. we have a, a dinner and uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, of course, uh, and share course. a bottle of wine. Sure. Sure. Well, you, you've out. I uh, know you're you're not you're not very much older than me. You're very very close, but you're clearly a lot fitter than me. So I'm a bit jealous. But uh, what's uh, what's in the future in terms of uh, work for you? Are you plan on working till you're eighty, like your your friend in Russia, or uh, are you going to uh, pull back and and have someone to take over for, from you in in a few years' time? Yes, I have. You know, I have been thinking of that. But you know, being the person like I am, I I think that I'm I'm not going to quit working. You know ever in a way my 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 relatives are, are informing you will inform you when i have stopped working you know <laughs> <laughs> i see the situation that uh, so that you know in order to develop this firm there must be new people 
taking into management and, and new people may maybe somebody to take the uh, responsibility of the CEO uh, responsibilities and uh, uh, I would love to to be in the situation where I could you know uh, uh, be the chairman of the board and uh, in, in Papua and also in in tackling the new company for the software and go around and and you know create uh, uh, opportunities to people and 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 you know open doors and because as you know I know many people from the IP IP profession all over the world and that would be my my dream to do that and you know uh, also get rid of a little bit of this administration that is related so much to the uh, CEO's O's work and 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 travel to some ironman maybe maybe not that much anymore but you know but still yes i love i love people i love people uh, talking to people being with people and and enjoying and and uh, you know and also thinking of business business ideas and and creating and and developing businesses I think that's why we're such good friends. Very, very similar. I love talking about businesses. Love seeing someone uh, succeed. Uh, but yes. I don't want to do all the work behind the scenes either, all the time. Exactly. Exactly. There's a balance. Now, just just to finish, I'll, I'll, I'd like to tap your brain. You've been uh, in leadership positions the last 21 years. What do you think is uh, the characteristics of a good leader? What What would you say if you, someone's thinking about becoming a, a leader? What do they need to have to be a good leader, in your opinion? Uh, just to give a little bit of background for this answer, I think in the beginning when I, I was nominated as a CEO, the first couple of years, maybe four or five years, it took, took at least to me to understand that I'm not the one who knows and, and can do everything. And uh, I, I, in order to make good business and, and grow it, I need people around me and I actually need better people around me than I am myself. And I, I've been successful in, in recruiting uh, good people around me and, and we have a great management team that are taking the responsibility of, of their jobs. They're supporting me. They are, you know, discussing with me. They are questioning me. And that is something that I need to do uh, to be a good leader in, in this kind of firm that, you know, you trust people, you give them room, you don't uh, micromanage them too much uh, at all. And then maybe the other important thing here is that you you need to understand that you have two ears and only one mouth listen to people you know and and that's that's the same thing in in a way that you trust them you listen to them you give them uh support when they are creating something new and not always you know like killing ideas and uh, uh it, it was not invented here attitude is is very bad you know if if you know what i mean so yes i think it's three things it's people people and people and whatever you can do that your people are happy uh and and coming uh, to the office every day uh um with with a good attitude with good mood that is the most important thing uh whatever it needs you need to take care of the people some some very wise words there i can't even add to any of that uh i've really enjoyed our discussion uh, marco hoping to see you in helsinki in a few uh, weeks time and thank you for joining talking ip thank you justin very much i appreciate your uh, your invitation to this great podcast i appreciate it a lot and this was something like star points of my career so far thank you so much justin and my best wishes to Murray, my best ex-worker <laughs> i will give you give her a kiss for you all the best mate yeah thank you all the best to you well that's it for our latest episode of talking ip and thanks to my guest marco simelvo thank you for joining us and please reach out to connect with me on linkedin where we'll share updates on the release of each episode Talking IP is brought to you by BillTrader, a fintech solution that has been purpose-built for IP firms, designed to solve the challenges of making and receiving payments to and from your foreign agents. 
To learn more, visit BillTrader.com. In our next episode, I'll be joined by Jacques Givers, serial entrepreneur and chairman of Favea IP. We discuss a wide range of topics, including the history of the Givers law firm and his current business, Favea IP. 